Welcome back to the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Michael Fleshman. Alongside me is my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Bear. Nick, how's it going? I'm doing very well today, Micah. Last weekend before Thanksgiving, headed into Thanksgiving break. Um, gonna watch some more football tonight. Been watching it all day. How have you been? Uh, good. I'm on break. Uh, so that officially starts Monday. So get to hit the reset button a little bit. Uh, congrats to the Braves, our 2021 World Series champions. Took down the Astros in six games. So that means we've got free agency, trade rumors flying around. We're here to break it all down. Let's hop right in. So before we talk about the free agents and the possible trade candidates, we're going to talk about the notable signings that have already happened. There are three starting pitchers, starting with Justin Verlander. He went back to the Astros on a one-year $25 million deal, a player option for a second year. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to be honest with you. We saw a lot of teams look at Verlander. We saw people say he looked good, but not as good. And to give a guy $25 million option, $25 million going into your what age 37, 38 season when you're not as good as you once were. I'm not so sure how I feel about it. I get that he needed to come back to Houston. I get that Houston needed him back. Maybe they win a World Series this year if he's on their team. But I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. And the player option for a second year, I don't know. Yeah, I I was actually shocked he went back to Houston, though. But I understand it. Uh, I, had, I really, really did think he would go to the Yankees, though. But I did not expect it would be this much no matter where he went. Uh, especially because he's coming off Tommy John surgery, as you said, age 37, age 38 season. That's a lot of money to hand out to a guy, 25 million this year and in his player option. There's no way he turns down that, that player option. So, hey, good for Verlander. He deserves it. But from the Astros standpoint, they gave him a little too much. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like we saw so many people looking at him. It, it just it doesn't seem right to give a guy that much money because that, that's essentially 50 million for two years, right? Yeah. I, I just I can't give a guy who's who's coming off Tommy John going into your age 37, 38 season, 50 million dollars for two years. It reminds me a little bit of when the Lakers gave Kobe Bryant that big ass two year deal before he retired. Of course, Kobe and Verlander, you can't really compare them. Two different athletes, two different sports. But that's what it reminds me of. This is going to be like his last contract, so he wanted to get paid. And there was a team in the Astros willing to give it to him. Yep. I mean, he's aged like fine wine. But uh, coming off Tommy John, it's really hard to bounce back from that. Erod's going to the Tigers. I love it. Five years, $77 million. They get a guy who play, who pitched pretty well in a hitter's ballpark in Fenway Park. And he goes to the most pitcher-friendly ballpark in all of baseball in Comerica. I like the move a lot. This is a guy the Tigers can pound for innings. And it's a step in the right direction for this franchise. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think going into the offseason, we knew the Tigers would be aggressive. We've heard they're in on Corey Seager, Carlos Correa. We knew they were going to probably go out and get a starter. And that's who they got in Eduardo Rodriguez former World Series champion, so now, so now they got a veteran on that team who can lead the pitching staff. Like you said, he's going to be an innings eater for them, going to give him a lot of quality starts, and it's going to help. Like you said, he's pitching in Comerica Park, which their center field is, what, 420, 430? 420. 
yeah. So I mean, this is a this is a great signing for him, uh, for him and for the Tigers. But I don't think the Tigers are done yet. No, I don't think they're done yet either. Um, whether that be Correa or Seager, they're not done. But it's a really good step in the right direction. It's I like it a lot because this is a guy that he's he's going to eat innings for you, or he he can eat innings, and he pitched well. The 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 advanced metrics said that he pitched better than than his ERA and the numbers that you would see, and putting him in Comerica where it is, let's face it, the most pitcher-friendly ballpark in all of baseball, it's only going to benefit him. Yeah, I I love this too. I think short-term and long-term, it's going to work out. And he's only age 29, so they're going to get him through most of his prime. And 29, 30, 31, he's going to be 33 by the time the contract is over. So he's not going to be overly old or overly overpaid by the time this deal is done. So it, it, it's a great deal all around. It's a win-win. Yeah, and um, he, he's a guy who gets a, a fly ball rate of 23% um, last year, 25 for his career average. And and who knows, maybe that ERA is down, you know, a point or, or 0.8 points if he's playing at Comerica instead of Fenway. Because although there is that monster in left field, Fenway is a hitter's ballpark. And um a lot of balls are doubles and singles off the wall that are just easy flyouts in most other parks. So I like the move definitely a lot um, for the Detroit Tigers. And no Syndergaard going to the Angels one year, $21 million. They went and, they went and got a pitcher. I mean, finally, they got a guy who's a, who can throw the ball and you know not just a stick. When Syndergaard is, is right, he is electric. He's a very good ball player. But he hasn't pitched. He didn't pitch in 2020. He pitched once. He he appeared in two games in 2021. Pitched in two innings. So I don't know. I don't know. I I mean he's he's good when he's right, and when he's on the field. But is he going to be on the field? And is he going to be right? I mean, you basically just laid it out. He really hasn't pitched in two full seasons, and now he's suddenly getting 21 million dollars. Yes, the Angels had to go do something, uh, but I figured it would have been more like a Kevin Gosman or someone like that that they go get. I think that would have been a much better investment than Noah Syndergaard. But, you know, I did post about this last week when he first signed. The Angels finally, finally did something. I mean, we've been waiting years and years and years for them to go get a pitcher, like someone half half notable. It doesn't even have to be like a notable pitcher, like a – Max Scherzer, Noah Syndergaard, it's a good signing if it works out. And unlike the Verlander deal, though, it is only for one year, so it's not really going to hurt them long-term at all. Yeah, so if he has a shit season, it's a year, they don't have to worry about it. Whereas Verlander is, I, I don't, even if he pitches, even let's say Verlander wins a Cy Young this year, he's got to take the player option. He's, he, he can't opt out. He, like, he can't. It's just, it, he essentially, Justin Verlander signed a two-year $50 million deal. And no Syndergaard's there for a year. If he pitches great, then great. If he pitches bad, then you know we only have they only have him for a year, and they're done with him. But when when Thor is right, he's very good. He's a very good pitcher. I just I, I will say I I hope this isn't the notable signing for the Angels though, because I think we both know what they're trying to do yeah. is they're doing everything they can to keep Shohei Otani. Yep. Because if Shohei Otani isn't happy after twenty twenty three, if they don't make the playoffs at least once. He's, gone. he's probably leaving the Angels. Oh, I don't yeah. see him staying. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to do everything to keep a player like that. Yeah, and I mean, Syndergaard's last full season was in 2018, and that wasn't even his best season. Um, but by numbers, even in the slightest, actually, his last full season was 2019. So going to move that back a little bit. And it was yeah, not a his, great season. His worst but full season is still like – his, This is his worst think. full season, 91st in average exit velocity. 87th percentile on hard hit rate, 80th percentile on XCRA, 87th percentile barrel percentage, uh, 80th percentile XW Woba. He doesn't walk batters. He throws gas. Uh, people chase off him. He strikes out batters at a high rate. Like, he's a really good pitcher. He's got elite stuff. He's one of the guys that, like, he could get lit up, but his stuff is still really good, and he's electric to watch on the mound. You know, I, I was honestly disappointed that he couldn't really pitch the past two years because imagine watching him pitch behind Jacob DeGrom and Mar- Marcus Stroman. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been would have been a lot of fun. Um, so those are the three big signings. Um, now we'll go to the free agents, and I'm going to rapid fire the free agents. We'll talk about a few of them afterwards. Uh, we The free agents that we have are Corey Siegel, Carlos Correa, Javi Baez, Trevor Story, Max Scherzer, Chris Bryant, Kevin Gosman, Clayton Kershaw, Freddie Freeman, Marcus Simeon, Kenley Jansen, Chris Taylor, Kyle Schwarber, Starling Marte, Nick Castellanos, Nelson Cruz, Robbie Ray, Carlos Rodon, Rysel Iglesias, Marcus Stroman, Anthony Rizzo, Eduardo Escobar, Eddie Rosario, Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson, Michael Conforto, and Ivisayo Garcia are the notables. That was really impressive. That Yeah, yeah, that was impressive that, that I got through that without stuttering once. Uh, a lot of them will be the show. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll go for the big guy, the, the biggest guy on there. I mean, the number one dude, he, he just came in off a platinum glove win, um, a gold glove win, took his team to the World Series, coming off a career year, shortstop for the Houston Astros, Carlos Correa. And um, let's keep it up. I'll be honest with you guys. He's really good. I like it's either him or Tatis are the best shortstop in baseball. Like he's really good. He's he is electric. He can swing it. He plays elite defense as I mentioned as I mentioned the platinum glove this year. Fifth in MVP voting, all-star nod, 26 jacks, 92 driven in, OPS plus of 131, 34 doubles. He walks a lot, 75 walks, only 116 Ks, 850 OPS. Call, any team would be very lucky to have Carlos Correa short Carlos Correa services at the shortstop position. And I'm gonna go out on a limb. I think the Yankees signed him for seven years at let's see, 25 times 735. Uh no. Yeah, let's say seven years, 200 mil. I think this is what the Yankees do. I think this is gonna be an 09 type spent uh, like this is gonna be a big offseason for the Yankees. I think they're gonna go on, they're gonna spend a lot of money. And I think that starts with Carlos Correa. I think we see Matt Olson in pinstripes, maybe. But I, 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 it's gonna be weird. Trust me, it's gonna be weird seeing him in pinstripes. And when he walks into that clubhouse on the first day, and everyone's looking at him, especially Judge, fucking six seven beast, is looking at you like, "Hey, fuck you, kid." But like, I, I Carlos Correa, you're a Yankee. Seven years, 200? That doesn't sound like enough for him. I feel like he would demand more. Um, but I I think he goes to the Tigers, though. I mean, I, I know that's kind of like an easy prediction because he's been 
link to the Tigers a lot, but I, I think the Tigers make the most sense. Like we said at the top of the show, we knew going into free agency, the Tigers were going to be aggressive. Uh, they already got Eduardo Rodriguez. They do need more bats. Um, and I think a shortstop is more of a pressing need for the Tigers than it is the Yankees because the Yankees is a big market team can obviously find all sorts of different ways to get a shortstop, whether that even be a Marcus Semien, a Trevor Story, a Corey Seager. Well, it'll, it'll, trade, be, it'll be Seager, Story, or Correa. It'll be one of them. Um, so I, I personally think that it'll be Correa to the Tigers. As for a contract, I'm not sure, but I I could – I'll go out on a limb and say he signs maybe something like 10 years, $280 million. Yeah, I, I... – I don't know, man. I mean, it. I guess we'll see. Um, another notable shortstop coming off an interesting year. I'm actually not sure how great his numbers were, so let's Google it real quick. Uh, Corey Seager of the LA Dodgers. He had a yeah, he had a good year actually. Never mind. Uh, 95 games, which is I guess another knock on Seager. He the most games he's played. Um, in the past, since 2017, has been 145, but since then, 26, 134, 52, and 95. Um, this year, he, he had a great year when he was on the field. 145 OPS plus, 915 OPS, 16 jacks, 57 driven in. Um, but again, only 95 games played in 409 played appearances. And see, this is where the Dodgers are going to have to choose. And Nick can attest to this better than I can is what's the situation going to be with Trey Turner? They're going to have to sit down with Trey Turner and talk to him this offseason and say, do you want to be here for the long term? And if he says yes, then it's your job to see how much he wants and if you can lock him down for the long term this offseason. And if you can't, you're going to have to let him go or trade him at the off- or trade him at the, at the deadline this year. And you got to resign Seager. I'm torn because, I mean, Corey Seager means a lot to the Dodgers organization. One rookie of the year with us, World Series MVP. Um, he's been here almost since we started our whole division title playoff run for the past nine years. Um, and it would hurt to see him go. I mean, you know, this, I know it sounds ridiculous, but knowing how the Dodgers do spend, I'm kind of on the side of bring back Seager and trade Gavin Lux. That's the thing. I don't think Gavin Lux has any value anymore. I think he rebuilt it once he came up from AAA. Because remember, he was sent down middle of the year because the Dodgers just had so many guys that they had to send someone down. And then he came back up and he looked really good. And he's still young. I mean, this was his first full season, full 162-game season. 2019, he got a little bit of time in the big leagues. I think he was a September call-up. Last year was the 60-game season, so he didn't even get a full season. This year was his first full season. But you also got to remember, too, I feel like part of the reason why Gavin Lux put up the numbers he did is playing time. And as we know, the Dodgers are just kind of star-studded all over the field that it's hard to find playing time for him. I mean, come the playoffs, we have to move him to center field and left field and whatever, and he wasn't that good of a center fielder. I mean, we did everything we could to get him in the lineup because we knew if we put his bat in the lineup, then he could 
perform a little more, but we just couldn't put him in a but, position. But that's the thing. Are like, do you really want to like? I don't know, man. I don't know what his value is. Cause like, I mean, to me, to me, the downside of trading him is this guy can be very special if he starts every day. I think we know that if he yeah. starts every day, if he gets consistent playing time, he can be very special. But here's my idea. I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. The Dodgers bring back Corey Seager. Okay. And then the Oakland A's are looking to rebuild. I think the Oakland A's will take a chance on Gavin Lux. And we take back like Chris Bassett or Sean Manea. I don't know. They'll, they'll trade both of them, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know who they would take back for Gavin Lux. Of course, Gavin Lux wouldn't be the only guy in the deal. Right. But I think they would take uh, Gavin Lux. I don't know. For me, it, I think it all revolves around Kershaw, too. It does. I mean, Is I, Kershaw I, I gone? Feel like the, you think Kershaw's gone? I think Kershaw's gone. I, that's another tough decision. I mean, look, the Dodgers were going to have to come to this point eventually. It's just now's the year where we have to decide between Seager, Kershaw, and Jansen, who Jansen was great. Corey Seager was great when he was healthy. Um, and Kershaw was good, not great when he was healthy, although he may have been great, but just good based on his standards. Um, it's tough, man. I mean, I don't think we bring back Scherzer. I'll say that. I It would not be a smart investment to bring back Scherzer because, yes, at the end of the day, we all expect that Trevor Bauer will never pitch for the Dodgers again. Right. But let's just say he does. You don't pay two guys in the starting rotation $40 million plus dollars. You don't. That's that's yeah. not smart spending. So I think Max Scherzer is gone, which I do think potentially. Oh, really? You think Scherzer is gone? I think Scherzer stays in Kershaw's gone. I I can't. Like, I wouldn't. I can't I, see them letting Scherzer walk, Nick. My okay. I got worried with Scherzer after he had that dead arm. In the playoffs. I know Dave Roberts overused them, but at 37, 38, you're not going to bounce back like you were in the middle of your prime. I mean, of course, he's still a great pitcher, but being 36. Justin Verlander's coming off fucking uh, Tommy John surgery, and he just got $50 million for two years. No, no, no. I have no doubt that Scherzer's going to get more money than, than Verlander. I just don't know about it being on the Dodgers. I don't know, man. I cannot see Freeman letting him walk. You see, the Dodgers in upcoming years have a lot of decisions to make with Walker Buehler, Julio Urias, um, Max Muncy. Uh, we haven't even mentioned Chris Taylor as a free yeah. agent. He's very valuable to the Dodgers. Um, Will Smith. I mean, we got Dustin May is going to come back next year. I mean, we have so many decisions to make. My heart is going to be broken a fair amount of times over the next couple of years. It's just a matter of who's leaving, who's staying. Because, yes, the Dodgers are a big market, but they cannot bring back all of those guys I just mentioned. They can't. There's no way. Mm, I don't know, man. Unless um, they really want to break the bank and, like, have a $500 million payroll, if that's even allowed. <laughs> um, next guy who I really want to talk about is Freddie Freeman. I can't see him going anywhere other than Atlanta. I think he's that's – Yeah, he's not going anywhere next. Um, he just really can't go anywhere else. Uh, next, Marcus Simeon goes to the goes to the Mariners. That's interesting. I have Chris Bryant going to the Mariners, and I have Marcus Simeon staying with the Blue Jays. Nope. 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 
Mark Simmons going to the Mariners. Like, I just can't see him going back. Like, okay, so Toronto is well, going to – Okay, let me ask. Does Semyon want to stay at second base or does he want to be a short That's the game? thing. I don't think – I'm not sure. And and I think that's what's going to be the deciding factor because, listen, he goes in – I think he's Boris too. Um, he is. I believe, yeah, so he's Boris. Boris is going to go to Toronto and be like, hey, my guy just hit 45 home runs and finished third in MVP voting and broke the single-season record for home runs for, by a second baseman. Oh, by the way, he also won a gold glove, too, at the position. So why – and he – and there are other teams that will pay him more money than you're going to pay me to have him play shortstop. Why should we go back here for less money and to play at a different position? That's a good argument. It is, but I mean, I like, but I like the core that Toronto was building, and I just don't know that they'd be willing to break it up. Like they had something last year that I think if they carry, I don't it on, think they're willing to break it up either. But is but it really rests on is he going to be okay playing second base for the rest of his career? Because I can see Serbia getting a six year deal right now. At max, a six-year deal, you think? I think that's what he said. I think he'll sign a six-year deal. And, like, that'll take him to, like, the last big payday of his career, and he'll be playing second base for the majority of it. I just, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time seeing the Blue Jays breaking up that core. I think that front office has got to go all in. You have, you have Vlad Guerrero Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Marcus Semien. You had last year. Springer. Um, I mean, they're Springer, they're really, Bichette. Springer, Bichette. They're really building something special, and I, I just think the the, the Blue Jays front office has just got to say, you know what, we came. This close to making the playoffs. I mean, they were in it until the very last weekend. And then the Yankees won those – was it two out of three against Tampa? Yeah. They won those two out of three, and then that was it for the Blue Jays. But you're that close with that team? I'd say do it again. I'd say bring it Yeah, but, but, dude, I I don't think the question is they don't, they, they don't want to do it again because, fuck it, they better want to do it again. They're, like, little insane in the head if they don't. But it's will Marcus Simeon play second base for the rest of his career? Because Bo Bichette's not going anywhere. And by the way, Bo Bichette is not a good defensive infielder. And they're not going to move him. He's a bad defensive shortstop. And Marcus Simeon's a really good defender. I, I mean, he was great at second base. You don't think they move Bichette to no, second and then them Simeon to short? I don't know, dude. Because, like... So that's the thing. The reason they didn't move Bichette to second this year is because this this contract was a prove me contract for Simeon. It was it was one year whatever how much money, but it was it was he was coming off a bad season as a lot of players were given you know the global pandemic and everything. But it was a prove me contract for him, and he's proved himself. So where does that's he go about, from here? That's about, that, I, I've never seen someone prove themselves the way he did. I'll say that. It doesn't yeah. usually work out that well. Nope. Uh, one year, 18 mil is what his contract was. And, like, let's not forget how, like, fucking incredible this guy's season was. By the way, this was the second time in his career he led the big leagues in games played and played appearances. 
And so he's played in 155 plus games. One, two, three, four, five of the full, like, so he's played nine years of baseball, but like not really his first like full real year was 2015. And he's played full seasons in four of those years. And he played 53 of the 60 games last year. So five of those years, he, he, he stays on the field. And he's really, really good. So, like, let's take his numbers from 2015. If I can. Yeah, I can. His numbers from 2015. Geez, he's a really good ball player, guys. 787 okay, let me, OPS. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you, do you think winning is as important to market Semyon as it is to play shortstop? Because I don't, know. I don't know. One of the teams that's aggressive out there, but I don't think it's going to be a good team, is the Rangers. We've heard them rumored for some of these guys out there. That That's the thing. But, I mean, same shit applies with um, – with the with the Mariners, doesn't it? Because they're not in a position to win. I mean, let's keep. I think I think their I think their timeline moved up. I don't think their pitching is that good. I think they need to do. They they have a lot to do to actually be a good, consistent playoff team. But I think with the way they played last season, I think the timeline has certainly moved up. I'm just saying the Rangers are coming off a terrible year, and they just traded Joey Gallo, the guy who we all thought was going to be their franchise cornerstone. So, yeah, they're not king of the three true outcome walk, strike out, or fucking nuke Joey Gallagugallo. So, we know that the Rangers are in a completely different position than the Mariners. So, it's a matter of also Semyon picking between winning and playing shortstop. Yeah. Um, because if, if winning matters more than him, he's going to go to a team like the Blue Jays or maybe even the Giants or something because the Giants have been rumored. Um, but if playing shortstop matters more to him, he's <laughs> probably going to go like to – I don't know, maybe – we were just talking about the Tigers looking for a shortstop. Do they go get no. Semyon instead? No. no, you don't think so? No. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see because it Look. does it does fucking – all that matters is do you want to play short or – do you not give it? Do not care as long as you're winning. So it matters. Look, Let's talk about the, this. Is one of the deepest free agency classes I think I've seen in a while. Oh, without a doubt. Let's talk about um the guy who uh, stole Cy Young from Garrett Cole, Robbie Ray. Um, before before we like um like before before I get blasted for that. Um, go on your rant. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm trying to find my little. I'm trying to find the tweet. Yeah, it was like, yeah, here we go. Okay, so um, it's horseshit, okay? It's so dumb, the fact that Robbie Ray is winning a Cy Young over Garrett Cole. People want to say, oh, he led the league in, in ERA. I don't care. Garrett Cole had a better XERA, better fit, better X fit, better Sierra, better K per nine, better walk per nine, better K to walk ratio, better strikeout ratio, better walk ratio, better strikeout minus walk ratio, better CSW percentage, and more F4. 1.3 better F4 in 12.1 less innings pitched. So I don't want to hear that shit, okay? I don't want to hear, oh, you better ERA. Bullshit, okay? Bullshit. He was not a better pitcher. 
He didn't deserve to win Cyan. Anyway, Ray goes back to the Blue Jays. Five let me let me just comment on that real quick. I think the reason he won, and the reason we also saw Corbin Burns win the Cy Young in the National League, which I Yankee totally hate. No, I totally. By the way, just just to be clear, I totally believe Corbin Burns deserves the Cy Young. Okay, good. But I think from the first start to the very last start of the season. Robbie Ray and Corbin Burns were the two most consistent out of all the candidates. Most consistent. That's horseshit. No, I understand that the advanced stats say that Garrett Cole was much better than Robbie Ray. But it's not about consistency. Because if it was about consistency, then fucking give it to some dude who comes out of the bullpen. Give it to Brooks Krisky, who came out of the bullpen and gave up five fucking earned runs every single appearance. If it was about consistency... Then that wouldn't be fucking best pitcher. It'd be most consistent pitcher. No, but I think that's what not us, but that's what the baseball writers look at when they're voting. Fuck I mean, the I, baseball look, writers. I think the baseball writers voting is really stupid. I really do. I think it should be like player votes and manager votes or whatever. Just only like person how- that gets a valid vote is Brian Hope. Okay, um, but I believe that's just how the baseball writers look at it. Oh, From it's the very fucking first horseshit. Start, from the very last start, I, they look at who was the most consistent start to start. Well, not that's terrible. Who had the better advanced stats? No, but it's ridiculous because they don't know ball. They don't know ball. They see oh, ERA. Mm, did he have a good win loss ratio? I mm, was he if he won twelve games and only lost two of them, he was automatically the better starter. Oh, his ERA was point four per four points lower. Oh, he's the better starter. No, it doesn't work that way. I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, Robbie Ray isn't going to be in this conversation again. Robbie Ray I, sucks. I think Garrett Cole will. So I wonder if there's also a part of the baseball writers that just said, you know, we could see Garrett Cole being back here, but not Robbie Ray. So let's just give it to Robbie Ray this time. No way they said that. I can't. You I don't think so? No chance. No chance. No chance. Fucking terrible. Anyway, Ray's going back to the Blue Jays. Five years, $75 million. Interesting. You know what? I see either Stroman or Ray going to the Yankees. I think they get one of them. Fuck no. No chance Stroman's going to the Yankees. Have you heard how, like, shitty, like, Stroman does not want to be there and the Yankees don't want him there? Really? Yeah, no. Stroman does not. Someone put like an edit of Stroman in a in a in a no, Yankees jersey that. on Twitter. I didn't yeah. see his response. I, I didn't oh, know yeah. that he was saying he didn't want to go back. No, he, he literally went like there. this. He put he put a gif up and it was like a guy speeding away, like running away. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, that. No. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I can't see the Yankees going to get Ray. Just simple, like yeah, Cashman has had interest in him before. He has, but like he's coming off a Cy Young season. And like he is, his value is going to be astronomically high. And like, this is like, we knew he had this stuff, but the question was, can he stay on the field? And he did. But like, who's to say he won't like get injured this year and like play no games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I think that's the, the lone reason why. We won't see Robbie Ray in a Yankee uniform. It's just injuries. Yeah, that's injuries. For me, at least. Um, 
kind of interested as to her story. But does it, wait, hold on. Doesn't injuries kind of fit in with who the Yankees are? Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, Trevor's story. I don't have much to say about Trevor's story. I'm a I don't know where you, he's going. Yeah, I, I'm lost too. Because Maybe we thought he goes he back to be, Colorado. We thought he was going to be traded at the, the trade deadline, and nothing happened. Like there were, there wasn't even much going on in terms of rumors. Maybe he goes um, to Colorado. Maybe he goes back. I can't. Come on. He. Wa- I think he wants to win, though. There has to be a reason they didn't trade him. Because they're, the price, the asking price was probably too high for him. And he he didn't, the first half of the season was a letdown for him. Yeah. I think he goes to the Texas Rangers. <laughs> Everyone's going to the Rangers, huh, Nick? Everyone's going to Rangers and Tigers. Hey, look, the Rangers need to store stuff and they're being aggressive. That's all I'm going to say. Even though they're not ready to win, they're being aggressive. They need to store stuff. Trevor's story is going to be the cheapest of the story. Nick, literally, play the clip where he just said maybe he cares about winning. Play it. Maybe he goes um, to Colorado. Maybe he goes back. I can't. Come on. He. Wa- I think he wants to win, though. Yeah. No, that, that was for Marcus Semyon, not Trevor's story. No, you just said. I said maybe he goes back to Colorado. You oh, said yeah. Trevor's story cares about winning. So, so yeah, he's going to go to the Texas Rangers. They're, they're known for winning. Hey, they made the World Series once. Yeah. With the guy who's now in prison, Josh Hamilton. What's for having him? What's he in prison? Didn't know. he, like, kill something? Didn't he, like, beat, like, his, his kid or something? Yeah. What a dipshit. Uh, him, and, yeah. him and Trevor Bauer both. Yeah. Trevor Bauer's just... Can't wait to see him pitch in the California State Penitentiary League. Right, dude, he would make a he would honestly make a great coach with uh Henry Ruggs and Deshaun Watson. Facts, bro. Okay, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, I'm Michael Fleischman, that's Nick Bear. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the baseball plug. You can find me on Twitter at Micah underscore zero four one six on Instagram MSF zero four one six underscore. And you can find me on Instagram at Nicholas Golfer and Don't worry about my Twitter anymore. I don't even use it. (laughs) Thank y'all for tuning in. Peace out.